Good morning. There's, I'm getting old. I was told there's arthritis in there and all that fun stuff. So, so what do I do? I bring the heaviest Bible that I own. So you have to, have to be patient with me as I'm trying to flip through. <laughs> and I came prepared. My mother would be so proud. I have my Kleenex for if and when I get emotional and my glasses so I can see. Anyways, um, I'll just go ahead and start out just sort of family update. I mean, I know you guys see me every week, uh, but not everybody else. <laughs> um, Mark and I just celebrated 27 years on Friday. And so when uh, I was over there, we were able to actually eat outside because it was warm enough. And so I was on one end of the table and he was on the other. Uh, Reed came halfway through our time. Uh, he had his junior recital finally um, two Fridays ago, and it was in his professor's house, and he could only have a couple people there, so we recorded it, and uh, so he wanted to show dad, and so all of his pieces were in German and Italian, and I don't know, he might have had a French in there. They all start sounding the same to me. Well, I can differentiate the German. That's pretty... <laughs> But the other stuff, I, I just, you know. So the very, <laughs> the very last song was um, in English, and it was from West Side Story. And uh, it was Maria, which I didn't realize it was Dad's favorite musical, evidently. Mark's folks, Mark's dad's favorite. But that was the one he actually really focused on. And Reed and I are just sitting there, and all of a sudden I look over, <clears throat> and he was mouthing a few of the words, and I was like, I looked at Breed, I go, did he just mouth some of the words? He said, yeah. So that's the first time he's done that in a really long time. So that's where I get emotional. Um, so it's just another reminder, little reminder, that, you know, he's still in there. And um, we continue to have hope as a family that things will change. And we've believed all along and just don't know when. And uh, funny thing about God's timing, <laughs> it can be very frustrating sometimes, but um, we serve a mighty God, and I'm thankful for that. <clears throat> Reed will be starting up his senior year at uh, Portland State at the end of the month, which is just weird for me to even think of, that <laughs> he's finishing college. Not quite. He'll be coming back. Um, his goal was always to do vocal performance, musical theater type of stuff. And you, you have the desire to let them have their, their dreams and desires. And, and, uh, so his plan was he was going to try and make it big for at least two years after he graduated. And then if he didn't, he would come back and, um, get an education degree. But he's thought that through and matured through things a little bit more and has decided that he's going to turn around and come back and get his music ed degree. Um, and he'd like to be a choir teacher and figures he can still perform and teach at the same time. So uh, be praying for him as he's got those decisions he's made and um, as he faces this uh, senior year and, and then what's to come. Annalie's in her third year now of teaching and she's thrilled to be in person. I'll be praying for her. She has to take COVID tests tomorrow. She's uh, got sick over the weekend and uh, trusting it's just a nasty cold because that's all going around too. And 
in her situation in her classroom, it's hard to have those distance boundaries. So she's like, I spend my time holding a snotty kid who's crying for a half an hour, you know, and, and she said, that's just what you do. And so she's hoping it's not just because that would mean her whole entire classroom would have to quarantine, unlike if they have a child that has to be out for a while. So she doesn't like to see it impact her kids that way. So be praying for her. And um, I was trying to think what else was coming. She's been doing, um, she just started. Uh, the church she goes to up in Yakima has um, school of ministry. And so she has taken on, um, it has a special arts, arts title, but uh, her focus will be on worship um, ministries. So she's going, and it's like a two-year program, so she'll be doing that because she's been more involved still with the children's ministries at the church, but then they have had her more involved on the worship team and actually leading whole um, sets and so forth. And what she has also started to do is trying to make the music a little bit more meaningful for the kids and the songs that they sing and um, the meaning behind the words and the meaning behind the verses and scripture that goes with and so that has been a passion of hers to um, have that for the kids to uh, focus on as they're singing as well. So she keeps herself pretty busy. She'll be down in October for the benefit concert. Uh, she'll bring a friend down with her who's going to help. Reed will be performing some of his classical pieces, and I think one of his friends will be joining him to uh, sing with. So it'll just be an eclectic evening. Uh, we'll have worship songs. Um, for those of you who came to the last one, we just kind of, I mean, we even had some musical theater pieces in there just because we're just kind of use different people that we have. And, and I talked to uh, one of Mark's caretakers, and he is actually a pastor, one of the pastors at his church, and then his wife sings, and so does his daughter. And so uh, they are possibly going to come and share in music in their native tongue, which would be a, a piece of Africa, too. So that would be really cool. So I'm excited how it's coming together. And... So if you can make it, that would be great. So now to return ministries. Um, when Mark had a stroke, and I think I've shared this before, but you know the question was, what do we do? Uh, you know, the primary focus of return was mediation and counseling, and uh, I was kind of along for <laughs> the ride, so to speak, and and to help him in what ways that I could. And so I don't have either of those degrees. Uh, so it was like, what? do we do next? And I sat with Mark and, and I talked to him and I said, you know, is this a ministry that we dissolve or do we keep going with whatever God is going to lead us in which or whatever direction that was going to be? And he shook his head no, that he didn't want us to stop. And so that's when I began to ask the Lord um, what role I would have in return since this was all going to be new to me. And not that I've not done ministry alone. I mean, before I married Mark, I was a single missionary, so that wasn't new to me. But uh, when you don't quite have exactly in mind what you're going to do, it's a little scary. One of our main focuses with return with the counseling and mediation was um, to offer hope to families, whether it was hope of reconciliation, hope in Christ. That was just the word that just continued to come. And so when Mark had his stroke, I noticed a lot through the hospitals of, of families who were just there alone, 
And I mean, we were in the hospital for 165 days, so <laughs> we saw a lot. And some of these families, it was just sometimes just the wife. No family would come in. Um, others, it may have just been a couple children, but I mean, some of these people had nothing, nobody. And so the Lord just started speaking to me about um, the, um, having a ministry of, of hope and working with families who may be going through crisis situations similar to what we were going through. And shortly after, um, I'm trying to think if Mark was still in the hospital, um, and I may have shared this story too, one of our young families at the daycare I work with, he wasn't even 30 years old and suffered a massive stroke. And to be able to reach out and um, speak with his wife and to be able to encourage her on a daily basis to be able to say, I know exactly what you're going through. And, you know, I would send her scripture. And that's kind of when the, the baskets started is um, when Mark was in the hospital too, was, was providing these baskets with a blanket and, and scriptures and snacks and stuff just to kind of have a familiar feeling of just something warm and and um, comforting. And so I prepared a basket for her and and um, she you know, reached out later and she's like, everything you said in your note and, and the scriptures were just right on point and you know, this has just meant so much. And so things just kind of started to snowball from there as, as God just started bringing more people into our lives that were impacted by strokes. I mean, I had a gal call me from Arkansas whose sister lives in Ohio who was the same age as Mark that had a stroke and just needing to talk through logistics and what is this going to look like and, and even all the way down to the Medicaid and Medicare stuff, which that's been. I tell Mark all the time, I'm like, this was your department, not mine. And so that has always been probably one of my biggest headaches throughout this whole journey that we've had. But, you know, it was just those times of being able to you know, speak on the phone with her and, and talk to her about, you know, what they might be facing next and, and what this could possibly look like. You know, and obviously I don't promise anybody that they're going to be healed or cured or any, anything like that. But to know that we can have a hope in Christ, um, because I don't know what we would have done having not had that relationship with the Lord and getting through all of this and still continue to get through it. Um, and I, I looked at some families who just you know, they just had that sense of helplessness and hopelessness. And um, then I've also been working more with, with families who've been impacted through cancer. Uh, before Mark had his stroke, I was on um, the mentor program at Providence for the Cancer Center. And so I was familiar with working with patients who were uh, going through similar cancers that I had. And uh, my job was to call them and see if they had any questions or just needed to talk or, or what. And so I kind of carried that through. I've been working with a lady out in Beaver Creek who is an ovarian cancer survivor. And um, she's a believer, but, you know, it's, it's very scary times. And we met a few weeks ago for lunch. And, you know, she's like, does the fear ever go away for each appointment that you go to? And I said, you know, generally after that five-year mark or whatever they tell you, that's kind of when you can breathe the most. But she said, you know, God has really been speaking to me about sharing my story and my testimony and what does this look like and, you know, is there a way you could help me uh, figure out how I could go about doing this. So we've been talking a lot through that. Um, 
Jesse's mom, Anna, and obviously she passed away the end of December, uh, but we had that relationship for a number of years and going through um, the trial she was going through with her cancer and her relationship with her daughter. And so thankful that, that her last couple years that her and Jesse had uh, mended those bridges and had just the most amazing relationship. And I think that was obviously very beneficial for Jesse um, in losing her mom, knowing that they had those, um, those, those situations mended. And, and I mean, those were some rough years because I mean, we've had her a part of our lives since she was in high school and through all of college. And uh, now Jesse is, is um, involved, her and Silas have found a church. Uh, we never thought it would probably be here. I would have loved them to be here, but uh, they're young and they needed to find <laughs> their niche. And so um, they have found one and I'm so happy. Uh, she is a completely different person, which has been great to see. Uh, for a while, she just, even to just get her to go to church was a struggle because she felt she wasn't being um, truthful or honest because she wasn't sure about God at that time. <laughs> so uh, she said, you know, God's just really been getting a hold of her each Sunday through the sermons that she's been listening to. And uh, she feels that God would really like her to share her mom's testimony. And I'm hoping, I haven't really talked to her yet, but I'm hoping that maybe she would be willing to share uh, during the benefit concert and, and what uh, God did in her mom's life in those last few years. And so uh, those are the aspects of COVID that, have, that were difficult, not being able to be with Anna in those last days. Uh, Araceli passing away in August of cancer and not being able to be there for her. Um, but I'm thankful for modern technology. It's not like we didn't have any communication. But I'm so much of a, I like that person-to-person -person contact and just be able to sit and visit. So I'm glad that we're kind of able to get back to doing that now. And even if it's a little bit from a distance, at least I can see somebody face-to-face. -face. <clears throat> In Romans 15, let me get my glasses, verse 4. It says, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of scripture, we might have hope. <clears throat> and then Romans 12, Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Another neat thing that um, transpired in the last few months was uh, Julie Stevenson. A lot of you are familiar with her. Her, and her husband moved back to Iowa. But I got a message from her, and she said, hey, I have a friend there in Oregon City area who has a friend in Ohio who's going through tongue cancer. Could you be uh, able to reach out to her? So I reached out to this gal in Ohio, and... Um, it's just been interesting to see how our lives are so similar. She's a bit older than me, um, but 
back back story is evidently when she was single and younger, she came out to Burundi, which is where I grew up, and stayed in our home with my family when I was young. So I was like, this is as I'm sharing as I'm sharing the story with my dad. He's like, we know her. I said, what? So then I messaged her. I said, you know, do you remember Nevin Williams? And it's like, yes. And so that all just kind of came full circle. Her and her husband sing together. Um, Mark and I sing together. Um, and so to be able to walk with her through this journey, her tongue cancer is a little was a little bit different. She ended up having um, radiation on hers. Hers was more towards the front. So her speech therapy is going to be a little bit more intense and a little bit more of a struggle. So if you can pray for Mark, that'd be great. Um, because I remember those months of speech therapy were not fun and they were very frustrating at times. But her greatest fear is, you know, would she be, ever be able to sing again? And is the cancer going to come back? And, and I'm like, well, there's, you know, obviously no guarantees. But, um, you know, the Lord continued to use our ministry in, in music, even though it looked different after I got my voice back. And so I believe, you know, that the Lord can can heal that aspect too, and she'll be able to sing with her husband once again. <coughs> to go back to um, further back city teaming days, um, we had a young gentleman that I remember when he first came, we weren't sure if he was ever going to make it. And uh, he did, and he had a lovely, has a lovely family over in Bend. And when Mark had his stroke, um, he was one of our first graduates that messaged us and thanking Mark for all he had done. I don't know, Chris, if I shared with you or not, but um, his name is Josh. And I guess two years ago now, he had to have knee surgery. The job that he's been doing for years has been putting in wood floors. And they put him on pain medication. And so he slipped back into his addiction. It's been 15 years at least. So he is now away from his family, uh, living in a tent. And uh, his second oldest just started college at Multnomah uh, University. So I've been in contact with his wife. And um, she's a believer. And Josh has that foundation as well, but he's far from God right now. And uh, so if you could pray for Mandy, uh, she still has kids at home. In talking to her, she feels that the Lord has directed her to file for divorce. Now, whether that will happen or not, I don't know. But um, Josh comes and goes as very rarely around to see the kids. She said he comes around about a one, once a month. But he was a wonderful family man. I mean, they loved and adored their dad. And we spent time with their family um, the summer before Mark had his stroke. We'd gone up to Bend and uh, got in touch with them, and they took us out to dinner. And it was just, you know, wonderful to see how God was working in their lives. So um, be in prayer for them. And I know their daughter, who's here, um, I'm sure it's it's hard knowing everything that's going on back at home. So if you could pray for Josh and Mandy. But um, 
thankful that, you know, she has, she has hope in Christ. And like I said, Josh has that foundation if he can just come back. And then uh, most recently, I've been um, speaking with a woman up in Yakima that Annalie put me in contact with, a young couple that uh, she knew, and uh, they, their whole family, their little one-year-old, and then uh, her and her husband came down with COVID, and her husband did not fare well, and so he was put on the ventilator up there and then moved down here to Portland and uh, was put on ECMO, and so he's been here for a good month and a half probably. And so um, she said, Mom, I think I think uh, Christy could just use somebody to talk to. And I know the circumstances were completely different, but in talking to her, um, you know, going through a lot of the same things, you know, she's struggling to find all the passwords to the phone and to all the computer stuff. And, you know, how am I going to navigate this without him? And um, so to be able to kind of share what we went through as a family and, and what she had been kind of familiar with, but um, it has been good to be able to pray with her and encourage her. And, and um, she posted the other day that he was taken off of ECMO, so that's a praise. He still has a very, very long journey. Um, I had opened up our home for her and her son to come, but right now they're not still allowing visitors, so she's staying up there right now, but there might come that point to where she comes down. But it's just all, you know, God just continues to bring people our way and has continued to show me that this is a ministry that is viable and that um, we need to keep going until he says otherwise. And it may just be a handful of people. It may be a whole lot of people. And uh, between um, work, which I do full-time, and return, it's been a little bit of a challenge, and my goal is to uh, get enough support that would be coming in that I could take a few more days off of, of work and focusing it more on return. Um, because the Lord continues to bring people into our lives. Uh, I think I had shared, in case I didn't remember, the gentleman I talked about that had the stroke from the preschool where I worked at. He's doing well. He went for about a year with part of his skull um, not on his head, which to me, I just, I, I can't imagine being sent home without part of my skull on my head. But he went home and lived that way for almost a year before they did the surgery to put it back. And uh, he's been back to work now. I believe he's back full time and out doing things that he has always loved to do. And he has his two little ones that keep him busy. So that's been fun to uh, walk the journey with them. And, and um, you know, she sometimes feels bad that we're still going through what we're going through. And I said, everybody's journey is different. It's not the same. And, uh, you know, we still ask why, why ours is the way it is. And I don't know. I think there's, I, I sometimes I wonder, and I've shared this too, because where he works, most of his uh, caretakers are Muslim. Like, well, Lord, maybe you have him there until they all come to know you, and then, then we'll be on our way. And um, that's what I like to think. And we still pray for them faithfully. He's got a, a wonderful group of, of caretakers, so we are thankful for that. The 
final verse, which is one that is all very familiar to us, is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So ultimately, you know, our goal is to provide encouragement and hope for those that don't have it. And uh, Mark and I, I think that was some of our greatest <laughs> joys and accomplishments during our time together. We still have kids down in LA that we worked with who are now grown adults who are still a part of our lives, um, who have reminded us quite often about, you know, they were involved in gangs or their parents were involved with drugs and um, we were there to offer them hope and uh, how grateful they were uh, for that. And all of them are doing remarkably well and it's just so crazy to see and so fun to see their their families and how their families are growing and um, so that has been um, great to see throughout all of this. I'm sorry. One of the things that we have promoted along the way is the book that Mark had a part in writing before um, he had a stroke, and it was called The Decision Tree of Aging, and it was primarily geared towards uh, people who had aging parents and, and um, kind of making things a little bit smoother and, and clearer and, and easier on the parents and easier on the kids and, and what they needed to navigate through. But throughout this process and what we've gone through, we've also realized that it also um, is effective to any age um, you know, because we had nothing prepared. And so uh, it kind of gives you those guidelines. And you can buy it on Amazon. Um, I went to get a supply of them, and they were having to order some more. So I don't have any, like, right on hand. But if that's something that interests you, um, it's called the Decision Tree of Aging. And they have it to where... Um, the funds from that will go to return. And so, um, I'm sorry, I'm just drawing a blank. It's been interesting getting back into speaking and doing it all alone. when you've done some, <laughs> something with someone for so long. And I always said he was the better speaker than me <laughs> because I'm the emotional one. So this is what you get. You get the hot mess up here trying to talk and, and convey a message. Um, he was always the, <laughs> the steadfast one. And like I said, it's not that I don't know how to do it. It's just not as fun. <laughs> um, but the Lord has also showed me that 
that I can't do it and it's not time to give up. So if you could just continue to pray for return. And I know we have so many who, from our congregation who faithfully support us. But that the Lord would just bring the right people um, that he would like us to work with. And I believe that it will be us again um, in time. But for now, um, just me. And I, I have the gift of gab, and I love to sit and just meet with people and talk to people and love on people. And so however God can use me in that way and bringing hope to people is what the desire of my heart is. I uh, put in the bulletins um, response cards if, if you know the Lord would lead you to pray for us faithfully or um, any monthly support. Throughout COVID, stuff kind of went down, but um, God continues to supply and provide. And so that's just another sign to me that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I said, until all the funds run out and God stops sending people my way, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and um, give him the glory for that. I don't know if there's, since we're so small, I mean, I don't know if there's any questions that you would have. I would be happy to answer. Um, if not, you can talk to me after church or after service. I know I cut it very short. Um, but again, thank you for uh, your continued support and prayer, prayers when it comes to the family and when it comes to our ministry. Um, there's no way, no way that we could have gotten through these last few years without that. Thank you, Annie, for sharing. I know that uh, this church has been praying <laughs> fervently for all this, and we continue to pray for the ministry as well. Uh, there's probably a number of things you could take away from this time here together. One, I think we could take away from this time is that uh, uh, whatever difficulties you go through, God brings comfort in your life. Scripture tells us that. And with that comfort that God gives us, we are to return that, turn it around, and comfort other people. And we see this in ministry that uh, Annie's involved with here, Return Ministries, being able to share the comfort God has given her to comfort others. And I think we also, too, can take part of that ministry as well in our lives, because God has probably placed some people, probably placed people in your life that has gone through the similar situations that you've gone through and how God has comforted you. Annie has got the opportunity of people being brought her way as well, too, and uh, God is using her in incredible ways in other people's lives. I think also, too, another thing we can take away from this is be prepared. Be prepared. Uh, the Decision Tree of Aging, uh, a book that uh, you could uh, get and uh, help you to be prepared for whatever goes on. And um, I think that's something that we can, we can put into practice as well, too. Probably the ultimate thing about all this is maybe uh, one, one last lesson. Hug your loved ones. Hug them now. Give them a call. Let them know you love them. Because you never know when the situation might come. Annie and Mark are dealing with right now. 
and uh, and Annie is able to be able to hopefully here soon be able to give Mark a hug and get close to him and do that. But uh, make sure you let others know that are meaningful to you that you love them, that you love them. Uh, of course, Annie mentioned too about the in your in your bulletin. There's the uh, um, card there that you can use a response card. Those who are here today can use that, and if you want to uh, um, give towards the ministry, maybe you want to be a, a regular uh, giver, uh, monthly or wh whatever the regular time that you'd like to give to the ministries, um, I encourage you, if God's prompting you to do that, to respond in obedience. Uh, those who are online, you can also do the same thing as well, too, on our webpage. You can go straight to our webpage, the church webpage, hv.community. Uh, uh, dot church and you'd be able to hvcommunity.church and you'd be able to find that uh, red dot on our webpage and click on that and give and then you can put i think in the description um for return ministries and be able to do that way so uh, i encourage you to support the ministry in this way and and annie, as annie said she's going to continue to doing these things until god says otherwise so uh, we, we need to be praying for her, and she also mentioned some things to be praying for as well, too. So what I'd like to do is pray, and uh, Ryan, why don't you come on up? We're going to be doing some songs after this, and John as well, too. But uh, let me pray, and if you feel the Lord leading you to uh, give in some way in this ministry, of course, you've got the uh, envelopes in front of you, those who are in person, envelopes in front of you as well, and you can use those to put in the black box uh, your, your donation, and I think checks can be made out to return ministries on that as well, too. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time together. Thank you, Lord, for Annie. And thank you, Lord, for how you're equipping her to uh, continue on the ministry. And Lord, how you brought her way many people that uh, need your comfort. Lord, from uh, uh, those who she's ministered of uh, families of stroke victims, of stroke patients. And we pray, Lord, that you'd continue to bring people her way to be able to give your comfort to them and uh, encouragement as well. Lord, for those uh, the cancer survivors that are coming her way as well to come alongside, Annie, to come alongside them and, and encourage them and, and, and help them see how they can manage and navigate through this time together with, with God leading the way. I pray, Lord, that you'd use Annie in those people's lives as well too. And Lord, for that open home that Annie has uh, provided for those uh, who might need a place to stay. And, and Lord, thank you for how you've uh, provided in that way as well. Just pray, Lord, through all of this and return ministries, Lord, that you'd be glorified and that you'd continue to, to use Annie in amazing ways. Lord, we also, too, want to pray that you would be with Reed and Annalie as they go through the different things they're going through as well. Uh, Reed with education and coming back and doing the music ed, and we pray, Lord, that you'd continue to equip him there. Be with Annalie as well as she continues in her teaching, and, and Lord, uh, with the worship ministry studies that she's going to be doing at her church, the two-year program, we pray, Lord, that you'd continue to uh, guide and direct in that as well. We also, too, Lord, want to lift up the benefit concert to you coming up on October 16th, and pray, Lord, that you would uh, just continue to prepare the way on that one. Um, all the different things, the details that need to come together. Uh, pray, Lord, that it will come together for a way to glorify you on that day, on that night, and also to, Lord, to uh, let people know about what's going on with uh, Return Ministries and how they can take part in that. 
We just pray all these uh, uh, requests, Lord, for, for, for you to answer in a way that you want to, Lord. Your will be done in these things. We also lift up those people that Annie has touched as well, too, in a way of uh, encouragement and hope. Uh, we pray, Lord, that you would continue to touch their lives, Lord, with uh, your, just your presence and guidance. And, and Lord, thank you for how you've uh, placed those people in Annie's life to be able to, uh, again, reach their hearts. We pray also, too, Lord, that you'd continue to be with us as we Look ahead to this week and help us, Lord, remember that we need to be ready to be used by you, uh, Lord, for the women who went across the street here with the flowers uh, to, to, to engage that community and to be used by you in that way. Lord, I pray that you would prompt us individually in our own neighborhoods if we need to go across the street, whatever it might be, that we'd be ready to be used by you and trust in how you're going to use us and, and equip us to be able to bring your hope and your, your message to those around us. Lord, thank you for today. Again, Lord, just pray that you'd be with Annie and Mark, and we lift them up to you, and we pray, Lord, again, for your, your healing touch upon Mark. And, Lord, that you just continue to uh, remind him that uh, you're not done with him yet. There's a lot of uh, ministry left to do, and we just pray, Lord, that you'd continue to encourage Annie and Mark in that way. Lord, thank you for today. Just pray that you'd continue to guide and direct as we... Um, Sing these last couple songs, and uh, Lord, that you just send us on our way, uh, not only encouraged, but also challenged to be used by you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. I had also forgotten on the, on the back table where the bulletins are, if you're interested in being on our mailing list um, to get our newsletters, which those are the areas that I fall very short in as getting out the newsletters and receipt letters in a timely fashion or sometimes at all. And uh, so I've got some volunteers who have stepped up who are gonna be helping me uh, get those out in the fashion that they should be. I'm really good at the ministry part, and Mark was really good at getting all the letter stuff. And uh, so uh, just trying to juggle all of that. So thank you for your patience, but uh, the goal is to get letters out quarterly and then receipt letters out monthly, which would give you updates too as to what's going on. So thank you.